Good morning, Calvary. Isn't it amazing to be reminded what God has done in our church this year? From all of the baptisms that we had, from the men's retreat to the women's Christmas brunch, and the hundreds of kids that we were able to share the gospel with at Easter. And that video that we just watched is just the tip of the iceberg of what God has done in our church this year. If we haven't met, my name is Solomon and I get to be on staff here at Calvary in the high school ministry. And one thing with the high school ministry, uh, one thing that I've been telling our high schoolers is that stepping into this year, what if our community as high schools, we started to believe that Sunday mornings was not just a space for our parents or for adults, but that it was actually for us. Right, like high schoolers, what if we actually believed that, that Sunday mornings was a space where we could encounter Jesus together? And so we come, we bring our Bibles, we come ready to engage in worship. And so uh, today we brought out waffles for our high schoolers so we could hang out and walk in together as a community. So if you have a high schooler or you are a high schooler, you come out, hang out with us, grab some waffles afterwards. The rest of this month, we are going to be having uh, high, high school food and snacks and getting to hang out in our corner of the cafe and then walk in to worship together. So that's something I get to be excited about this year at Sunday mornings with high schoolers. Last month marked my first whole year of being at Calvary. Uh, Thanks. And it's it's been awesome. Uh, And, uh, you know, with it being around the new year, it's caused my wife, Kelsey, and I to just really start to reflect on this year in Colorado, and especially on how we got here. We were finishing up school at the Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. We were preparing to get married, and I was on staff at a church helping to plant a church. And in, that, in the midst of all that, one of my best friends named Jake Bauer he had kept trying to get me for, the, for a whole year to try to go work at the church that he had grown up in. And so my last semester of school, he comes to me, tells me there's an opening in the student ministry position, uh, in the student ministry, says he thinks I'd do a good job. And the way that I feel is I am finishing school. I, I have a church. I already know what I'm going to do after this. And I'm preparing to get married. And on top of that, thinking about starting to have a conversation with my soon-to-be bride of, okay, I know we're preparing to get married, and you're still in school, but after our wedding, do you want to think about moving across the country with me for my job? (laughs) But nonetheless, I decided to throw my name in, and that started this one-year conversation with this place called Calvary Bible Church. And during that year, God only continued to confirm that this was the place that God wanted us to be. Just opening all the right doors at the right time. Calvary was patient with me in all the ways I needed Calvary to be patient with me. And it just became really clear for my wife and I that Colorado was the place that God was putting on our heart. And specifically, Calvary Bible Church. And, you know, as we were preparing to move, My mother-in-law, she loves Jesus. Uh, We were telling her this story about how we were were so sure that this is where God had us, 
She said, remember this moment. Remember this moment, how clear it is that God has made it to you, that, that this is the place you're supposed to be. Because if you remember this moment, it will give you the strength to push through when times get tough. And Calvary, my wife and I just want to thank you for this year. You guys have been such a welcoming family for us to step into. And it's been so easy to transition here and to be welcomed and to have a new, uh, a new church family to worship with and to do life with together. And I've loved getting to serve in the, your high schoolers, getting to have conversations with high school students where they, they're following Jesus for the first time. We're on fall retreat this last fall. We had a girl get baptized at 12.30 in the morning because God was just doing things in her heart, and it was awesome. But, but I tell you this story of of how we got here to Colorado because as we step into this new year, into 2023 together, we're, we're going to look at a story in the Old Testament of God working among his people and giving them confidence in what he has done as they look forward to what he will do. And so if you have your Bibles, I would invite you to open with me to Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4. And something that I try to say every time I open up the Bible with, with our students is that I believe that when we open up this book, God talks to us. That whenever we open up this book together, we get to hear his voice. And so even if you're sitting here today and you're like, why did I show up to church on New Year's Day? I, I believe that God wants to talk to you today. And he has a word for us together as a church. So Joshua chapter 4, uh, the, pla the place that we are in the story is the people of Israel are coming out of this 40-year period of being in the wilderness. And the wilderness was this really hard tr time, trying time, painful time, where God is shaping and molding them and in ways that's preparing them for this next season. And so maybe you're here this morning, and, and, and this last year was a hard season, was, was a wilderness season where there was a lot of pain, where there was a lot of suffering, or even... This 2022 was the most normal year, whatever that means, since 2020. And, and all, with all the activities ramping back up, maybe you just got tossed right back in and you're just tired. If that's you today, I just want to encourage you, whenever we see people enter into this wilderness pe uh, period in the Bible, that God is using it to form them, to shape them, and to mold them. And, and so uh, my hope for you is that if, if this was a hard season for you, that you'd be able to look back and to see that even in some of the hardest things, that God didn't waste it. That God didn't waste your suffering. God didn't waste your hardship. But that he actually uses those things in our lives to shape us and to mold us. And can I just say, I'm just proud of you guys for showing up to church on New Year's Day. And, and can I tell you that, that you have made it to church every Sunday this year so far. Can you believe it? 
So the nation of Israel is at the edge of is is at the edge of the promised land. What's between them and the promised land that God has promised to them is the rushing Jordan River. What I imagine is at this time of year, uh, I, I saw it for the first time this last spring, where with all the, the snow melt from the mountain, things that you, rivers, streams, and creeks that I could jump over became rushing rivers. And so they're here with the Jordan River in front of them, and God is miraculously about to stop the river from flowing. And so they get the bunch of their priests, they come and they carry the Ark of the Covenant, which is this box that has the presence of God in it, and they go and they step out into the river and they step out onto dry ground. Because as soon as they step into the river, God stops the river from flowing. And now God is about to tell them to set up a memorial. And this is where we find ourselves this morning in our text, starting in verse 1 in Joshua chapter 4. It says, When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Take twelve men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, Take twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. And so these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And so the people have passed over the river and the waters are, st and the waters are still stopped. They're on the other side, and what does God tell them to do? He's like, all right, now that you're here, here's all the plans, all the battle plans. No. He, he tells them, okay, send 12 guys back into the dry river and bring 12 stones out and bring them back to camp. But Israel is about to go to war for their lives, and God tells them to grab rocks. Well, we, we see here that, that intentionally setting up memorials, intentionally remembering, is important for the people of God. See, God just did something miraculous. No, no matter who you are, no matter if you were the most cynical of all the Israelites, like, I, I, don't, really, I don't really know if I believe in all of this God stuff. But when God did this, there was no denying that God was at work. Have there been moments in your own life where you knew surely God was at work? That this could not have just been a coincidence? That, that if there was not a God who was doing things at this moment, this would not have happened this way? Has that ever happened to you before? Now, God 
tells them to set up these stones. Why? Well, in verse 6 and 7, it tells us that this may be a sign among you so that when your children come and ask, hey, what do these stones mean? Why do we have these giant stones here? That, that as a parent, that'll be your launching pad to tell them about the story of the time when, when God stopped the Jordan River from flowing so that we could all pass over. And we had no idea how it happened. It just, the water just stopped. And so we got to the other side and, and we set up these stones so that every time we look at them, we're reminded, oh yeah, God did that. There was the time that God worked. When we doubt, is, is God doing anything in my life? Has he ever been here before we see the stones? We're like, oh yeah, the, the stones. God, God has been working. See, these stones are God's intentional way of reminding his people of what he's done. And, and there are intentional ways that, that we can also set up memorials in our own lives to remind ourselves of what God does for us. Now, don't get nervous. I'm just curious. Raise your hand if you've ever kept a personal journal or diary before. There's a lot of people in this room. Journaling is one of my primary ways that I memorialize God's work in my life. So, in something, a big event like the day before we moved out to Colorado or the day before I got married, I just sit down and I write down what's about to happen. And I write down and I reflect on, on all the steps, the, all the doors that God has opened to bring me to this place as I reflect on what God has done as I prepare to enter into this next season. Or other times is when, I, when God specifically answers my prayers. I just start to write them down. You know, I used to think I would just remember, but, but, it's, but it's crazy that I, as, if I don't write it down over time, it starts to blur in my head of, of did God do that, or was that me, or, or was that just life happening, and, and it starts to get blurry in my mind, and, and so I write down because convictionally, I believe as a Christian, when I pray and I ask God for things, I believe, I, I believe in a God who answers my prayers, who can answer my prayers, and so when I ask God for something, and it happens, I don't have to doubt whether or not that was God. And so I write it down. Another way that Kelsey and I have intentionally remembered what God has done is that on our anniversary this last summer, we took a portion of a day to just sit down and reflect on our year. And we answered together, what did God teach you this year? What did God do in our family this year, especially this year that we were in a new place with new people? And it's amazing that if you just start to create that space, that it doesn't take long before you start to snowball and marvel at the things that God has done. So how, how can you be intentional to remember God in your life? And I know for some of you sitting here that the life is so hard right now that it's hard to think of any ways that God is even working or present in, in wh where you are. And I just want to encourage you that there, that's all the more reason that we need to set up these memorials in our lives to remind us that even if I can't see it now, 
that I know God has worked before. And, and so there's a million ways to do this. And so, and so I'm just going to give throw out a couple ideas, and if anything sticks out to you, or you have an idea that works better for you or your family, just run with that thing. But, but I know, fam, know families who make this like a family event. So either like around New Year's or at an anniversary that's significant for the family. Uh, you, you can do elaborate as you want, where you can print out 20 questions, have everyone answer, write it out beforehand. You come together and you share. I know families who literally they, just, they, they take a literal rock in a Sharpie and they just write one word on the rock that represents what God did in the last year and they come and they share about it. And I love the idea of doing it together as a family because then it's not just you, but, but other people get to be encouraged in the by the ways that God has worked in your life. And sometimes that's exactly what we need in seasons where, where it feels like I can't see where God is. In times where I don't know how God has been working, that I just need to hear how God is doing something in someone else's life. And, and I know maybe for some of you, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm listening, but, but I don't really think God has ever really worked in my life before. Like, I hear stories of God working in other people's lives, but I don't really think he, he does that for me. And if, if that's you, I just want, I, I just want to encourage you. I, I don't really think that's true. I, th- I believe that God is constantly working in each of our lives. Sometimes we just don't have the eyes to see it. And, and so some of the ways that that you can do it on a personal level, not just with your families. You, you can just be creative. You can do like a scrapbook where you have pictures of different seasons of God's work and you just keep it there together. Or you can be, do what I do and keep a journal. There's been times I've literally recorded videos or voice recordings of myself just talking to, to my future self, being like, hey, today God did this thing, don't forget it. Or if there's a significant object involved, like an old wallet or an old gift or a guitar pick, you name it, anything that symbolizes or captures a season, that just keep it somewhere where you can be reminded, yeah, God, God did this thing. Don't forget it. And so you can do anything. My encouragement for all of us is just do something. Because the reality is, is that if you do nothing, we forget. But as we do something to memorialize it, it makes it tangible. And sometimes as humans, we just need something tangible to hold on to. And then that tangible thing allows us to tap into all of these memories. And, and you know this if you've ever gone through a breakup. That, 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 that right after a breakup, everything is tapping into memories. And, and, so, and so God here is saying, okay, I, I, I wired you this way, and I, I, and I built you that way for purpose. Now leverage that and use that for your good. Like I, like, like I was saying, sometimes we just need the eyes to see the God is at work. Sometimes I'm amazed that I can go throughout my whole week and not be paying attention to what God is doing, and someone will ask me a question like, so what, what has God been teaching you lately? And I, and I just go, I, let me get back to you. Because um, sometimes I just, I just am not paying attention. We just don't have the eyes to see all the time in our day-to-day life of what God is doing. But like I said earlier, I, I believe God is constantly working in all of our lives. We just, most of us just don't have the eyes to see. So, so part of slowing down 
and inviting God to show us what he's doing in our own lives. I've, I've invited someone to come up and share a little bit of how God has been working in his life in the last year. So can you guys welcome Carter Joyce? Carter is a junior at Erie High School, and I've had the privilege of getting to watch and see a lot of the fruit of what God's been doing in your life this year, Carter. So could you tell us a little bit about how God's been working this year? Is it, is it on? Oh, yes. Um, oh, okay. Hi, guys. Uh, <laughs> so if you don't know, my name's Carter. Uh, I'm with the high school here, I guess. I'm a junior in high school, and it's been fun. So yeah, um, I think... The, my year, the growth of my year, probably started off in the beginning in uh, February. Um, I remember I was sitting right up there, and uh, down here they were talking about their annual, not annual, monthly um, baptism that they have. In my mind, I realized, like, you know, I've always been, like, this Christian and who's, um, you know, I believe in God, but maybe I should get baptized. Like, maybe I should take the step. And so I was like, yeah, you know, why don't, why don't I get baptized? That was good. And at the end of February, I got baptized. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a night and day change, I'll say, but it definitely did start, I think, I guess, yeah, yeah like a cascade snowball effect in my life of when God started to work. Uh, the spring after uh, my baptism, I decided to go and um, become uh, like a, a leader in the youth groups. So I um, ventured into, I guess, Mayhem, which is our middle school ministry here, and then also with Young Life, I became what's called middle school leader in their their middle school ministry, which is called Wildlife. And that was something that opened so many doors for me to, like, I guess, like Solomon, Solomon said, see how God is working um, in, I guess, kids' lives and also be an intentional part of working in other kids' lives. And it's, it was really awesome. And so um, I, got, I spend, uh, yeah, I spend two nights a week with middle school kids, and people think I'm crazy, but I honestly love it. And I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Um, God, I think, really also made a, a big change for me when this summer I decided to take a step and go on one of the one of the trips or to one of the conferences that high school went on, and it was it was kind of like all the other, I guess you could say, conference camps I've ever been to. I mean, uh, you know, really fun, lots of uh, energetic, and and we sang worship songs and we learned a lot of it. There were a lot of speakers, and it was really cool. But there was this one time, and I remember this was the night, uh, I think it was near the end, where they were talking about, and this guy comes up, and he's standing on the stage, and he says, now there are some of you in the crowd who God has planned to use or to go into ministry or something like that. I, I don't remember his exact words. And I remember thinking, like, maybe that could be me. And I don't, I don't really know what that looks like, but maybe, maybe God could use me in that way. And... Um, just praying on that, meditating on it, I was kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe that could be me. <laughs> and uh, it didn't really hit me, I think, until a couple months later um, uh, when I, just, I went off to a camp with um, my middle school Young Life kids uh, and just to, like, got to see, I guess, how real God actually is and how, how much he can actually change a person's life. I remember this was, um, there was a time after the, the most, uh, the, you could say, serious talk of the, of the, whole, of the whole weekend. Um, and there was a time after that during small groups where you could go away and, and just spend some one-on-one time where it's just a leader in, with one of your students and just kind of talk. Um, 
and they opened up that time to talk until like 11 o'clock at night in this little, their little dining room, I guess, down at the camp. And uh, in my mind, I was thinking like, okay, there's a kid I really think I would like to go and, and have a conversation with. And the time came and this kid came up and he comes to me and he goes, Carter, do you want to have a one-on-one -on -one time? And I was like, uh, yeah, of course. And so I'm going down, I'm talking with this kid and our conversation went on for quite a long time. I, I don't remember the exact amount. But I remember thinking, sitting there, like, there was no one who ever was like this for me when I was in middle school. And it was so, it would have been so transformational in my life to have, like, a high school kid who, in middle school, all middle schoolers look up to high schoolers, uh, who actually sat down with me and got to, like, share what actually is to live for Jesus in high school. I mean, that's, that's not really a common thing. And I, I'll, nev I'll never remember this. No, I'll never forget this. <laughs> I will always remember it. <laughs> um, that's the entire theme. I should be remembering anything. Uh, at the end of the one-on-one -on -one time, I got up uh, to go back and um, I'm sure go to bed but or do something. We don't go to bed at camp until very late at night. But I remember getting up, and he, he looked at me, this kid, seventh grade kid, and he just looked at me and said, hey, Carter, um, I just wanted to say it feels so good to know that there's someone who actually loves me. And those words were like so, so I guess they, they just hit me because I was like, I see what it's all about. And it is worth it to follow Jesus. I've realized this. And it's always been something that I've done, but it's like, in that moment, I think I realized like, yeah, how, how could I do anything else with my life but serve and follow Jesus fully? And, um, you know, it's, that's kind of, I guess, led me to, to here and to where I am now, just to keep walking and, um, I guess, walking, like the Bible says, more like in the, the footsteps that God has prepared for me to walk in. And um, it's been really exciting, hard, adventurous, uh, challenging, but overall it's been so worth it, I think. And yeah, I think that's mainly all I have. But Thanks, Carter. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks so much for sharing with us, Carter. Uh, that, that's just an example of what, why I love getting to do what I do in the high school ministry, where, where God is working in our high schoolers. Uh, the I believe God is working in our high schoolers and is in the business of still raising up the next generation of leaders to serve in the kingdom of God. Now, as we think about setting up these memorials in our life, of setting up these memorials of, of what God has done, we don't do it just because we feel like just because we want to, because a lot of times we don't, but we do it because we need it. Just like when my mother-in-law told us, remember this moment. Remember how God has worked to open up all these doors so that, so that when you get there, when you get to Colorado, you can have the strength to endure through the hard times. And so when they set up these stones across the Jordan, when God splits the Jordan, why does he do it? Well, if you look at the end of chapter 4 and verse, uh, verse 24, 
He says that he does it so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. See, intentional remembering allows us to clear up the fog of whatever is happening in life and gives us a clear picture of who God is. That he's good, that he's powerful, that he's in control. And see, these stones, these memorials, are not just to allow us to feel good now as we live in the nostalgia of the past. Now, if that's all this was, it it would be sentimental, but it wouldn't be spiritual. What makes this practice spiritual is that looking back at what God has done grounds our confidence in what God will do in the future. And so, as we look forward to 2023, and there's uncertainty ahead, or doubt ahead. When we look forward to 2023, and the economy makes us real nervous, when we look at the look at the ramp up of political turmoil, or we look at the war in Ukraine, see what gives us hope in 2023 is that we can look back to 2008, that God brought us through then, or what grounds our confidence in 2023 in the political turmoil is that we made it through 2016 or 2020, or maybe we're still making it through, uh, but, but that we're still here that God will not leave us in the future, we know because up to this point he hasn't left us. And see, they set these stones up, but they still have Jericho that's coming. They still have this battle that's coming. And maybe in 2023, you're going to have your own battles that you're going to have to face. And most of us don't know what those things are. And that's why we need to look back at what God has done. Because looking back at what God has done grounds our confidence in what he will do. And church, even if you're sitting here and you're like, I I don't know if I can pinpoint any places where God has worked in my life. What I want to encourage you to is that if you can't find it in yourself, look to Jesus. If you're looking for a place to be reminded of what God has done in your life, look to the cross where we see that God has sent his son to die on our behalf for the forgiveness of our sins. And then you can look to the tomb where he was buried and he laid, but he's not there anymore because he rose from the dead to show us that he has victory over sin and death. And so if you're here this morning and you don't know how to pinpoint where God has worked, look to the cross and look to the tomb. This last year, God has done awesome things with us, Calvary. And I'm confident that as we look back at what God has done, I'm confident in what he'll do in the future. And so my last encouragement for you this morning is that if it's just over lunch or dinner with your family tonight, and you haven't done this, just ask, what has God done with you this year? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that we have the opportunity to start our year here with you. 
And so, Lord, we pray and I ask that you would be with our church, that we would be people who are grounded in your word, by your love, that we would set up these memorials in our lives of what you've done, to have confidence in what you will do. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.